Are you ready to experience the rich interconnection of spirituality, orientation, and identity? If so, plan to attend Liberating Your Divine Identity, a retreat at Unity Village during Pride Month, June 9th to the 12th. This soul-filled retreat is facilitated by LGBTQIA plus Unity Ministers with workshops and ceremonies to cultivate a deeper awareness of our spiritual nature. Register at unityvillage.org forward slash I am divine 2022. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, offering insights and practices for spiritually conscious living today with Rev. Ellen Grace O'Brien from the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose, California. To ask questions or join the discussion, email us at yogahour at unity.fm. Now, here's your host, Rev. Ellen Grace O'Brien. Welcome to the Yoga Hour, our time to open our hearts and our minds to the infinite. I'm Ellen Grace O'Brien, and I'll be sharing with you today some insights and practices from the spiritual tradition of yoga, the ancient science of self and God realization. Yoga is a Sanskrit word that many are familiar with, but often think of as a form of exercise, and of course they're referring to Hatha Yoga. Um, the way in which we balance energy in the body and that is really to prepare us for meditation and for the conscious living. Yoga as a philosophy and practice really means oneness, union, or unity. It refers to bringing our attention and our awareness to rest in our essential spiritual nature, to be restored to wholeness. Yoga is abiding in the conscious awareness of our true self, It is self-realization, knowing our true spiritual nature and living in harmony with it. Today's topic is Awakening Shakti, how to discover, participate in, and benefit from the divine feminine energy and power. And we're waiting for uh, Sally Kempton to join us uh, for this exploration of our relationship to the Divine Feminine, including some very practical insights and guidance for activating the currents of Shakti in every aspect of our lives. Sally uh, Kempton writes a regular column called Wisdom for Yoga Journal. So readers of Yoga Journal have no doubt benefited from her insights uh, over the years. She offers monthly teleclasses in meditation and an ongoing teleconference series called The Transformative Practice Journey, which unfolds different aspects of awakening practice. Uh, she's one of a select group of teachers in Ken Wilber's Integral Spiritual Center and teaches regularly um, nationally at conferences and at Kirpalu and Esalen. Um, she has been on Yoga Hour before with her uh, last book, A Meditation for the Love of It, which was um, a wonderful book. And her most recent now is Awakening Shakti, the transformative power of the goddesses of yoga. Let's take a moment now to meditate before we begin our conversation. We open our hearts and our minds now to divine omnipresence. One reality that is called by many names, 
It is known as father, and of course it is also known as mother. And that is the support and the substance of all that is. So right where we are, right now, this divine essence is already present. It's present as you, as me, as everyone and everything. It is within us. It is around us and between us. So in this moment, let's simply move our attention from the periphery of our awareness into the depths. You can do this by simply becoming aware of your breath. Noticing inhalation. Noticing exhalation. It's natural flow. By using the breath as our tool, we can feel the energy of life moving through us. We can become aware of our thoughts and our feelings arising and passing away. And we can become aware of our essential nature that is beyond words and thoughts, beyond all change and phenomena, pure existence being. Let's touch the peace within us now, emanating from that essence, and invite that peace to pervade our mental field, the emotional nature, the physical body. And let's invite this peace now to overflow as a blessing for all beings everywhere. Peace. Good morning, Sally. I'm delighted to have you back on the Yoga Hour this morning. Thank you. I'm um, so enjoying your new book on Awakening Shakti and uh, looking forward to our upcoming uh, women's retreat. And um, I haven't made it all the way through the book yet because it is, uh, as your work tends to be, substantial, (laughs) which is a really good thing. (laughs) And I think, um, you know, women and men alike will be using this work uh, in the years to come. So, um, pranams to you, you know, deep bows and congratulations on this uh, wonderful uh, resource and uh, inspiration. Um, <clears throat> and of course, you know, my experience um, just from briefly meeting you, but, you know, also reading your, uh, your work is that... Um, how shall I say this? Um, what you're writing about, uh, Shakti, um, it, it is transmitted um, through you. I mean, it, it's coming out of what what you are, who you are, and your experience. And so that was my experience of reading meditation for the love of it, um, really connecting to that um, enlivened uh stream of uh, energy and consciousness within and I'm having the same experience with your book of Awakening Shakti. So um, tell us what inspired you to to write this this book. Well, first of all, Ellen, I'm I'm delighted that that you're it's it's resonating so beautifully with you. Um, the 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 book really came out as you intuit of my own work with the the goddesses, the shaktis. Um, as I say in the in the beginning of the book, in the first uh, the first you know, chapter of the book, I had been practicing in an Indian tradition, in, and my teacher uh, Swami Muktananda was was one of those teachers who was both a non-dualist. That is, he recognized the divine as one with his own consciousness and also one with the world. 
And he also was very comfortable with these personal God forms that we call gods and goddesses. So I've, over the years, I ended up spending quite a bit of time um, listening to tales, mythology about these goddesses and, uh, and you know, loving the stories about them. And then one day, as uh, during a festival in India, I was telling one of these stories, and I suddenly had what I guess you could call a visitation, uh, or you know, in, in the Indian system we say a darshan, and in, in, in which the experience was of a very, very profound, bubbly, ecstatic sweetness, and it was so alluring and so uh, so powerful that I I actually began to. Um, to kind of look for this feminine presence in nature, in myself, and eventually began to realize that there was, in fact, a, a, a very distinct presence, which I learned to recognize as the feminine presence in the universe. And so I began to teach about it, her and write about her. Mm-hmm. How is the connection? Is it, does it sound a little... It it sounds fine to me. And, oh, okay. Uh, I'm here. I'm hearing a little echo. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we're good, and the engineer is is there. I can see him. So, uh, it sounds he's just not, he's not having a fit. No, no, he's good. <laughs> no. Um, okay. Yeah, I think the reception is is good, and um, yeah, it's uh, it's wonderful to hear um, and to read in your book. You know how this. Um, you know, comes out of your experience, and um, and I think in your work, you know, you're you're introducing those who have not yet experienced that, or who have experienced it but who don't have words for it. You know, yeah. uh, how we can work with that and and what it is. And you know, I know for me, growing up, of course, in this uh, Western culture, I didn't really have a religious training as a child and um and so I just kind of picked up what was in the culture um which was of course a predominantly um Christian culture and uh, Protestant and masculine you know overlay yeah. of uh yeah. of the divine and so one of the um uh, experiences that I had early on in the path of of yoga was uh when I read um, Paramahansa Yogananda's autobiography of a yogi, um, I I had the experience of um, opening to this possibility that the divine um, was feminine as well as yeah, masculine yeah. Um, because of his and love it, for it, the divine mother. Well, of and, course, in, in the Indian world, in yoga, their understanding is that the divine is twofold. You know, the divine is is awareness and blissfulness or uh, or stillness, the ground, pure being and pure energy, pure pure becoming. And the the of course the creative, dynamic aspect of the divine is feminine, is is as we know called Shakti. And my book is called Awakening Shakti. It's really about awakening the awareness of Shakti mm-hmm. inside mm-hmm. yourself. So uh so if you if you're very deeply familiar with uh you know with the Indian and especially the tantric view of the feminine you realize that that what the feminine is is actually what some some people call the ecstatic urgency to become that's intrinsic in the universe so our creativity our um our capacity for manifestation and ultimately our power, the power that's that's inside the uh, you know that that makes plants grow, that makes cells divide, that that profound inner intelligence in tantra is is shakti, is the divine feminine, whereas the masculine, very contrary to the way things are seen in the West, is is um, is really the ground of being, that pure peaceful source that. That you just touched so beautifully, and as you went into med- as you led everyone into meditation, so to begin to realize that that the energy, the power that that uh, 
makes things happen in the world, and especially that makes things happen at the level of ultimate creativity, is is actually feminine. Is as I say in my book, it's quite game changing. It really shifts your understanding about first of all what masculine and feminine is, and it shifts your understanding about what the divine is because you you realize that this I, I would call it hidden force inside inside consciousness, this hidden force inside the physical world and and in the subtle world um, is is actually the energy that makes everything happen and that's it's feminine. So and you know and that's that's true from on the you know the absolute uh, cosmic level, you know, what we could call the Big Bang. And also the, the the production of emotions and thoughts inside the mind, and also the power that awakens us, because you know one of the great teachings of the tantra is about the goddess, about Shakti, is that it is actually the evolutionary power that that comes into a human life at a certain moment and uh, and inspires us to turn within and to start to want to know ourselves, um, and when you get to understand the nature of the cosmos as Shakti, you realize that that a very significant aspect of our process of awakening is learning how to tune ourselves to what you know what's often called the awakening force of of the divine feminine of the Shakti. Mm-hmm. And the the. Um... You know, I'm I'm so grateful for your explanation that that you've offered so far this morning. Because, of course, for for many students, and I, what I notice, especially those coming to yoga and discovering the whole um, philosophy of um, non-duality and getting beyond the anthropomorphic idea of deity, you know, is very is very healing. You know, understanding. Um, consciousness or having insights into that one reality, you know, and how life, you know, comes out of that. But then there is this other way of understanding, and, and really I think it's an essential way that we have to understand that there is the the both and <laughs> that there is this non-dual transcendent uh reality and there is this eminent um reality because here we are in creation and so um this model you know gives us a way for certainly for understanding um in a way that can be empowering for us uh, living in this manifest realm um so you know, I'm I'm guessing that you find that as well when you're, when you're working with people, some confusion about well, how can I, you know, how can I understand this non-dual reality and then um, be, all of a sudden be talking about deities? Did we lose Sally? Okay, so we're we'll take uh, we'll take our break now, and we'll find her again, and uh, we'll be right back with you. We'd like to take a moment to encourage you, as part of our Unity Online radio family of listeners, to support this ministry through a love offering. For your convenience, you can make one-time or recurring monthly donations. Go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for your support. When you pray, do you wonder if anyone is listening? What should and can you ask of God? Why aren't your prayers being answered? Prayer is a challenge for many of us. Now there's a new book that can help deepen your understanding. Based on his 35 years in ministry, author Jim Rosemurgy has developed a prayer and meditation practice called The Gathering. In just 40 days, The Gathering will become your foundation for a genuine, ever-deepening experience of God's imminent presence and unlimited power. You'll understand that God can't fulfill your needs, 
but your needs can be met. You'll see that prayer isn't something you do. It's something you experience. Explore Jim Rosemurgy's new book, The Gathering, a 40-day guide to the power of group and personal prayer. Available now at www.unitybooks.org. Does the idea of being a vegetarian or a vegan intrigue you? Is it something you've pondered? Listen each week as Victoria Moran, author of Main Street Vegan, shows you how to make the shift to a sustainable lifestyle for both you and the planet. Each week you'll learn about the latest on the vegan life. It's not just for celebrities and moguls, but for people just like you who want to look and feel amazing, eat extraordinary food, help animals, and create a physical body perfectly attuned to spiritual growth. Guests will range from unity ministers to vegan authors, activists, physicians, chefs, and even some of those glittery celebs. There'll be recipes, ideas, tips for going vegan at your own pace, and ways to make a difference for animals and the planet at every meal. Tune in Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time for Main Street Vegan, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Listening to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way with Reverend Ellen Grace O'Brien. We now return to the Yoga Hour. Welcome back to the Yoga Hour. I'm Ellen Grace O'Brien, and we're here today with Sally Kempton, um, author of the new book, Awakening Shakti, the transformative power of the goddesses of yoga. And I want to direct you also to Sally's website. It's really easy. Sally Kempton, all one word, Sally Kempton, K-E-M-P-T-O-N dot com. And you'll find some resources there on her website and information about um, programs with her um, just before the break and we, and just before losing Sally for a moment um, I had asked this question about uh, you know how we hold this model of um, one and many or both and and you know I often use the story that um, Sri Ramakrishna would say you know when people when devotees would come to him you know how do you want to talk about God you know with qualities or without and um, so sometimes people you know come to the path of yoga and there's this relief of like okay consciousness reality um, one thing um, I, I can deal with that you know and now all of a sudden you know here we are talking about deities and worship of deities and um so how do we bring that together with this idea of you know yoga and enlightenment okay sally take it uh this is of course this is this this is a great question and it's it was definitely the question that that uh engaged me for many years i think for one thing uh many of us in the west certainly have have uh kind of given up the idea of what Ken Wilber calls the mythic god that is the you know the the big deity in the sky um, that that so many of the traditions uh, call god who's you know, who's very definitely a, a male deity and uh, and you know if you're if you're a Christian or a Jew there's only one and uh, and for many of us who grew up in the modern world the whole issue of uh, of of God as a person was very problematical. I know for me, uh, when I first started doing spiritual practice, I remember a group of friends of mine and I um, just living in fear that somehow our uh, our teacher was going to start talking about God and embarrass us. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> but but more than that, um, that you know, the understanding in yoga that that the the absolute that the divine is. Satchit Ananda being consciousness and and bliss absolute, so it points to what we could call an abstract non-dual, um, unnamed, unnameable thatness. You know that that which is beyond all forms and, as you say, without qualities. So, what's interesting about the Hindu system, and also, uh, of course, about as it happens about mystical Judaism, mystical Christianity 
is that there there is a sort of a threefold understanding about reality, about the about uh, the absolute. You know, let's let's call it the absolute, like like the good yogis that we are. You know, so that on the one hand, uh, the teaching is that that the divine is is consciousness is pure awareness and that awareness is our deepest core our deepest source you know that it, that awareness is who we are in our true self and that that awareness is also the the vastness uh, you know the 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 all pervading isness that all of this uh, that's you know that it that is at the heart of all of reality the physical world and and the you know the many realms of the inner world that Yogananda Paramahamsa talks about so beautifully, um, and you know it's also true that that the divine reality is capable of taking forms uh, that you know as you referred to Ramakrishna the sakala aspect of of reality of the divine which is God in form, and you know one of the deep recognitions that. That yoga gives us is the recognition that you and I are are actually at our at our heart we are God in form or as Christ said you are as gods that is the, the divine consciousness reality not only uh, lives in us as our deepest self but is also manifesting as our as our physical bodies as our personalities you know once once the egoic the false self ego begins to dissolve through yoga you know, we actually can recognize that we are very pure and beautiful manifestations of divine consciousness acting through human bodies. So what deities are is um, is much vaster, much much more enlightened, and infinitely more powerful aspects of that divine reality, and you know, and the and the understanding of deity in both both Hinduism and Tibetan yoga. Uh, is that a deity is a is a kind of concentrated vortex of very very powerful subtle energy that manifests that can manifest through a a body made of light you know a body that we can encounter in meditation it also manifests through sacred sounds called mantras which in the in the Indian and Tibetan traditions mantras are understood understood to be not only logos. Um, but you know, but actually, uh, actually comp- uh, creating an energy field that 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 actually brings the the energy of a particular deity uh, vortex, you know, into your own field, and also the the deities, the deity energy can be experienced as these uh, very beautiful geometrical figures called yantras, and if you know, many of us have seen pictures of mandalas or uh, yantra is a very famous one called Sri Yantra, which is a, an arrangement of triangles that is a meditation object. Mm-hmm. And these yantras are considered to be uh, ways of communicating with deity energy. And the 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 question also is, you know, the one question is, how do you relate to the divine as as deity? Another question is, why would you want to? Uh, and to answer the question, why would you want to, uh, is really I would part, much part of why I wrote this book. Uh, the why, why would you want to actually contemplate a deity in your life, is I would say threefold. First of all, that that each one of us, when you, when we really look deep into our heart and deep into the way our personality manifests in its truth as opposed to in its kind of egoic conditioned self we see that that there is a kind of a divine blueprint that every one of us holds and one of the ways to understand this this inner blueprint of you know of of sacred consciousness manifesting as Ellen or as Sally is that it is very related to a particular uh, energetic vortex that we could call deity so for example um you know there's uh jung speaks about archetypes about archetypal energies 
and that understanding of archetypes has become very rooted in our in our society, especially in you know the more culturally advanced aspects of society. So what deities are, in one sense, is archetypes. They're they're very powerful forces that uh, that that you and I are related to. We are related to specific archetypal forces, and when we call them into our lives, when we when we recognize them operating in our lives, then uh, then the the power and the wisdom and the the what I would call um, pure activity of these archetypes begins to manifest in our lives. So, for example, I speak uh, in the book. I speak a lot about the the archetypal goddess Durga, who's a warrior goddess, and she's her quality is to protect to nurture, um, she's often described in the mythology as, as sweeping in at, you know, at when, uh, when the world is threatened by demonic forces and, and just dissolving the demonic forces, you know, battling them and, uh, and, then, and then dissolving them back into herself. So she's a form of the ultimate divine mother, but she's also a kind of, she's, for many women, for example, she represents the, that quality in the feminine, which is the, the great executive multitasker, you know, who can, can run a family, um, have, a, have a, a powerful job, um, do all kinds of things that seem almost superhuman. Uh, and with, the, with the, the energy of goddess Durga, you actually learn that, that you have the power to do and be so much more than you would imagine in your in your purely human moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so connecting to these deity energies is is just profoundly helpful and empowering, which is why people uh, you know all over India and Tibet have for centuries called forth deity power um, to help them in their spiritual practice and also to help them in their life. Mm. And I, I, and I see, you know, what, um, what you're speaking about. And of course, what's, um, you know, offered in the book is that, you know, that the, the deity, the, the images, the stories, um, and of course, the very life force, the very energy of these deities, um, helps us, uh, call forth, um, those qualities that are within us, um, yeah. you know, in yeah. other words, it's, it's not like we can, we can't really get something, um, from the goddess that we don't already have, but you know, it, 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 it's in us in seed form. <laughs> and so, you know, it can be, uh, it can be called forth and, um, and these qualities that we have, you know, can be um, energized and awakened, you know, just as you say in your book's title, uh, Awakening yeah. Shakti. So it's awakening our awareness of it, and it's awakening, um, I think, you know, our, our, these powers that are um, within us. And, um, you know, it can be, I think... Um, uh, a profound path to to wholeness, you know, to to fullness, um, discovering, um, you know, the fullness with within us, and learning how to come from that place. And you know, there's a lot of conversation today about the importance of uh, the feminine and how loss of um, respect um, for the deep feminine, you know, is part of our um, you know, are the difficulties in our uh, family systems, you know, in our, yeah. in our, in corporate yeah. America in, in, and, and the woes of uh, the environment because as, as women are objectified, the environment is objectified, you know, we're really missing the sacred nature um, of life and, you know, we're messing <laughs> with um, powers that um, lead to a great uh, imbalance, and so you you do mention uh, in the book, of course, you touch on that again and again. But tell us about this idea of um, you know feminism, kind of seen from a new way. Because you, you know, you and I went yeah. through the time of political feminism, which actually for me was one of the things that drove me to yoga <laughs> because yeah, I, I realized I couldn't. You know, I had uh, a sense of things needing to change and to awaken. 
Um, but I was so um, angry about it. The more I got into politics, you know, um, the worse uh, I became. And I thought, well, this is not going to work. You know, I can't create healing from this place that's so disrupted inside of me. So that, that led me to yoga. And yeah. now we see yeah. a rising, uh, I think, a different uh, view about feminism. And, um, uh, you know, now we have uh, executives, uh, too. Uh, Cheryl Sanford, I think her name is, Sanford, has her, yeah. her, her new book of uh, Lean In. Um, yes, yes. You know, maybe you would see that as Durga, uh, Durga energy. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> so talk to us about this um, this kind of new point of view that the fresh quality that can can bring us something bigger that really has healing energy for our world today well i think it i think it's you know it's first of all it's tremendously interesting that 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 feminism is actually having a resurgence after what i think was for 20 years or so uh you know a situation in which women were afraid to call themselves feminists because it seemed so uh Sort of bra burning and uncool. Exactly. I think. So, and and uh, I think that um, there are a few things that I notice. I mean, I'm a lifelong feminist as well, uh, but like you, you know, fairly soon into my I would what I would call feminist awakening, I had this same realization that that actually, uh, you know, I I really needed to heal my own imbalances before I I started trying to heal the imbalances in the relationships between masculine and feminine in society. I'm very glad that, that some people continued doing their best to heal those imbalances politically because obviously feminism has given us an enormous amount of, uh, of good in the world, you know, just because of people mm-hmm. raising those questions. But the, um, in terms of, of, the, of the situation we face now, the planetary healing that's required and also really the shift in consciousness that I think you've given your life to and I've given my life to that, you know, that we so deeply uh, hope for as a mass phenomenon uh, because it does seem that only some kind of profound global shift is going to, you know, sort of pull this out of the hat mm-hmm. the way things are on Earth. Um, one of my favorite teachers, male teachers uh, of the 20th century Sri Aurobindo, who was, as mm-hmm. you know, a great, great spiritual philosopher, mm-hmm. uh, and, a, and also a great lover of the divine feminine, who wrote about the, this particular phenomenon very clearly back in the 30s and 1930s and 1940s, 1950s. He used to say, if if humanity is to have a future, it will wear a crown of feminine design. Um, and he was speaking about qualities in the feminine that that are really were really not so manifest in the human feminine but were qualities of the divine feminine and the qualities that he spoke about were the capacity for taking a, a very wide and you know literally great mother perspective on the earth that is that is the capacity to see everyone and everything as as part of the whole and also as as you know, let's say a child of the great mother. Uh, you know, in, in, to the the capacity that that the great mother, the goddess, has to to literally see the entire world as as under her protection, as being her her baby, her her child. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that you know, he would say that that recognition, that that capacity, is what gives us the ability to love and protect one another, but also to to ask for help and protection from the divine. Um, and he also spoke about these other qualities of the divine feminine. One is this incredible surge of dynamic power, uh, mm. the, the capacity to just cut through obstacles, you know, to destroy anything that's not working. You know, the ruthless quality of that we know as the goddess Kali. And I think, I think everybody knows the goddess Kali. She's one of those figures from Hindu mythology that's, Sort of made her way into popular imagination, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and of course, but everybody's not aware of the connection between Durga and Kali, which is fascinating. Right. Totally <laughs> I mean, fascinating. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so, so Kali is an aspect of the protective mother goddess Durga, who who arises out of Durga's body during a horrific battle with with some, you know, with with a, a demon army 
whom Durga is fighting single-handed, and at a certain moment, this this fearsome figure arises out of Durga, and she's got fangs, and she's carrying weapons, and she's got skulls around her neck, and uh, and she's got a long tongue, and um, you know, she's and she's an, uh, she's a terrifying uh, figure of the female warrior, uh, and you know, and she begins to do this this mighty sort of crazy battle dance in the course of which she just destroys, she totally demolishes the entire demon army. And it's, she's a superhero of a superheroine of a very, um, you know, she's a, she's a kind of superheroine that just makes you stand back and go, whoa, you know, she's, she's um, in mythology often depicted as very scary. Um, But in, it, on a more sophisticated level, she is actually that power in consciousness that can cut through any obstacle. Mm-hmm. You know, that can that that she you know, she she's the hurricane and the tsunami, but she's also that you know the power that takes down the Berlin Wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, or the the power that that suddenly creates revolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, and as we know, revolution has its you know its upside and its downside. So. So, um, you know, Kali is a very complex figure uh, in culture and in consciousness. But there's, they're also, they're also um, um, other aspects of the goddess that he talks about. Um, and so that, if I can know, just more, if I can just interrupt for a moment, let's um, if you can if you can hold that, <laughs> let's um, wrap it up here for a moment so we can um, go to our break and then come back about. Um, I'm just so interested in in what you're offering about what Arbindu saw and had to say about this power of the divine feminine. So let's yeah. bring that into the next uh, segment. I'm Ellen Grace O'Brien, and you're listening to the Yoga Hour with our special guest, Sally Kempton. Sally's website is sallykempton.com. And we'll be right back with you in just a moment for more about the divine feminine power. Guidance and direction are bubbling up from your soul all the time, even at night. But do you hear your soul when it calls? Do you recognize it? Do you trust it? Can you trust it? How can you be certain you are hearing the voice of your precious soul? Janet Connor teaches five wisdom habits that help you hear your soul, recognize and trust its guidance and begin to take action to create a truly beautiful life. Learn the wisdom habit of divine dialogue in Writing Down Your Soul. How to live a life of integrity in Soul Vows. And discover your soul's unique purpose in Check the Box. If you long to create a soul-directed life, visit JanetConnor.com and explore all five courses in her signature series, Your soul wants five things. There is peace. There is quiet. Reverend Paulette's mantra is, It's all a prayer. Tune in every Tuesday as Unity Minister Paulette Pipe leads you in meditation and prayer on touching the stillness. Make no mistake, this is not nap time. With an energy that will captivate you, touching the stillness will guide you in deep meditation, leaving you enlivened. Hear astounding meditations and learn more about different forms of meditation. Enrich your prayer life as Reverend Paulette, Senior Minister of Touching the Stillness Ministries, affirmatively prays with power and authority by taking live prayer requests from callers like you. 
Whether you have a prayer request for yourself or for a loved one or are ready for a deepened meditation experience, make sure you tune in on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Central Time, where we'll be joining in consciousness with the unceasing prayer activity of the Silent Unity 24-7 Prayer Ministry at Unity Village. That's Touching the Stillness with Rev. Paulette Pipe every Tuesday right here on Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Letting go in the stillness. You're listening to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way with Reverend Ellen Grace O'Brien. If you have a question, please submit it via email at yoga hour at unity.fm and we will respond now back to the yoga hour welcome back to the yoga hour i'm ellen grace o'brien and our yoga hour guest today is sally kempton author of the new book awakening shakti the transformative power of the goddesses of yoga and we've been talking um really at um very important um, level about the divine feminine um, awakening in our world, really at a meta level, a global level. And um, just before the break, um, Sally, you were talking about um, the sage Sri Aurobindo and um, what he saw about um, global awakening and the the importance of uh, the critical nature, really, of the the feminine presence in that unfoldment of consciousness on our planet today. So, I want to encourage you to um, finish that up. What else he he said about um, how this is? Um, we need this in our world, and how it can possibly occur. Oh yeah, I, I, he well, Arbindo's view was that that. For awakening and for you know the the incredible task of transforming the human society and our relationship to the planet, which he was very conscious of, we need not only our own effort but we really need the help of the divine and and he pointed to these four aspects of the divine mother of of the divine feminine who are directly involved in the transformation of consciousness, as we were saying, one being the you know the the kind of divine uh uh sort of all pervading great mother hold it all in her being uh quality of the divine which he called maheshwari or great goddess one being kali who destroys all outworn forms and kind of makes breakthroughs the third is the power of lakshmi who's the goddess of beauty and good fortune and and wealth and love you know like very, very blissful, loving quality that makes life beautiful. And the fourth is the energy that that he calls Saraswati, which Saraswati means the flowing one, and Saraswati is the the form of divine energy that brings about inspiration, mm-hmm. uh, empowered speech, etc. So what he would tell us, um, and what uh, what I found in my life, and I believe you found in your life, is that when we go deeply inside and and actually ask for help from you know this awakening feminine aspect of you know of source of reality that tremendous gifts and changes and capacities begin to be birthed in us and not just in us personally but in you know in culture in the world mm-hmm. yeah and sometimes it feels to me like simply a process of trying to keep up with it <laughs> yeah I mean, that's, that's really how I, I experience it. Um, and I just, I want to say that, you know, one of the things that I appreciate about your book, which I think, you know, many of the listeners have experienced, um, if they haven't read your books yet, in your um, articles that you, you write in Yoga Journal, is the accessibility, you know, the way that you you really bring it down to um, a, a place 
where we can begin to uh, see this um, energy in in action in a way that um, helps us connect to it. I think, you know, for me, the first uh, experience of the divine feminine was, you know, came in my ability to experience um, the direct contact with that uh, energy in nature, you know, to not only see it, but to feel that the communion with it, um, yeah, I don't know how to describe it other than, you know, it was something, it, be- it came alive to me, like the mother, uh, as all that energy of nature. And so that was my first entry into it. And I think probably for many that that's a, that's a pathway, a first experience of the energy. But what you're, what you're doing in the book that I, I really enjoy is, um, showing us how this energy is also, of course, in ourselves, but also how we can recognize it in other people. And, uh, you know, you've used the, um, you know, some popular figures, whether it's uh, political figures or, you know, actors and actresses to show us where this, where and how some of this um, energy shows up beyond the personality. And uh, I found that so helpful and really, um, intriguing um you know you're using movies and popular figures and things like that to help us um because i think making that leap you know from you know mother god in all of nature to how it actually shows up in the human being is a big leap it's a big leap it's a big leap and i i actually believe that we that we have an, an unconscious natural pull towards certain human beings and and our pull towards them is often towards the archetypes that they represent. For example, um, Kate Middleton, the, you know, the Duchess of Cambridge, who's, who's everybody's wildly interested in all the time, really, to me, holds the, the, the archetype of the goddess Lakshmi. You know, she's beautiful, she's young, she's, she's a consort, she wears great clothes, she's very gracious, she's very sweet. Um, and she, you know, and it's like she's the sort of epitome of, of the the successful archetype of what we could call the traditional woman, whose, you know, whose life is filled with, uh, with, you know, attention to her duties, but also, um, you know, coolness and beauty and fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, and and if we look at, for example, many of the, the feminine archetypes that we love. And you know, traditionally they would tend to be Lakshmi figures, like like Jacqueline Kennedy was certainly Lakshmi incarnate, or um, you know, Elizabeth Taylor was Lakshmi. Uh, Halle Berry and Beyonce mm-hmm. Knowles are very Lakshmi-like. Uh, so you know, if you think about the Golden Girls, that I mean, not the mm-hmm. TV show, but mm-hmm. you know, the, the popular girl in your in your high school, the. Um, you know, you yourself, if you're a woman, at, when you're looking at your most beautiful and feel most uh, desirable as, you know, as a, as a feminine uh, person who's, you know, able to hold the male gaze and feel confident, that's Lakshmi, right? Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and this, you know, and for example, Saraswati, the, the goddess of inspiration is, is um, I mean, she's also very present in men as well as women. She's really the artist's inspiration. And I, I love a story that uh, that Liz Gilbert, Elizabeth Gilbert, the writer, tells about Randy Newman, the songwriter, mm-hmm. uh, about how he, he used to get these inspirations from his muse while he was driving on the freeway in Los Angeles. And he, and he you know, he he would get so mad because he wouldn't, the song would come or the lyric would come and he wouldn't be able to write it down and he finally said, I would just say to her, if you're going to bother, bother, if you're going to come to me in the middle of the freeway where I can't, you know, record it, go bother Leonard Cohen. So, <laughs> you know, she's, she, it, it, she's, and she's very, like, uh, Sarasati is very much that, you know, that feeling we get when all of a sudden you, you just know the answer to a problem that's been bothering you or, you know, you get this big creative shot of, Mm. intuition so they're yeah they're very real for us 
And you've done a beautiful job of, and uh, the book is, of course, filled with exercises um, to contemplate, to reflect upon how these um, divine powers, graces, yeah. or uh, energies, you know, within us can be <clears throat> awakened uh, and cultivated. And um, I want to take a moment to invite everyone, of course, to come and meet you uh, this summer mm. when you are participating in the women's retreat at the Center for Spiritual enlightenment in july so um visit csecenter.org to find out more about um that retreat called rasa uh, it's about the awakening of delight within us a meditation mm. and yoga retreat for women and uh, sally uh, will be there with us as well as acharya shunya prachichi uh, matur and i'll be there of course too so go to csecenter.org uh, to find out more about that women's retreat um, and just a reminder refer you back to sally's website you can learn more about her book if you don't have it yet and of course it's available in all the regular book outlets and, and at the center uh, in San Jose as well. That's sallykempton.com. And next week, uh, the Yoga Hour is going to begin a, a, a summer series um, with the highlights from the Yoga Hour. And on that program next week will be Roy Eugene Davis for a conversation about the inner meaning of the Bhagavad Gita. Sally, thanks so much for this conversation this morning. Ellen, it's just been a complete delight to talk to you as always. Thanks. I look forward to seeing you uh, soon. And thanks, uh, Jeff, in the sound booth for coordinating, getting us together today. And uh, until next time, remember to let your inner light shine into the world and to share your peace, your joy, your shakti with all that you meet. Bye now. Thank you for tuning in to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Reverend Ellen Grace O'Brien. Join us every Thursday morning at 10 Central, 8 a.m. Pacific, for practical, purposeful methods for spiritually conscious living every day. The Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, only on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by friends and members of the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose, California, a ministry in the tradition of Kriya Yoga, the ancient science of self and God realization, www.csecenter.org. Request free literature by writing info at csecenter.org. The base of all life is the infinite wellspring of Source, and each of us has a unique way of expressing that Source as an individualized soul. Do you enjoy the company of inspiring people who are living on purpose? Do you want to live joyfully attuned to your own unique soul expression? Host Rev. Kristen Powell welcomes you to join the gathering of souls who live this way. You'll meet artists, naturalists, and other soulful expressions that will inspire you to call forth the most alive, passionate version of yourself. Get into the natural stream of your own soul by tuning into Soul Stream live every Wednesday at noon Central Time on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Repeat the words, God is taking care of it, and it will become clear that you are the channel, and that God is the doer of good works through you. This meditative moment, adapted from Mary Cupferly's God Will See You Through, is brought to you by Unity. If I were brave, I'd walk. How is life working for you? Would it be okay with you if life got easier, simpler, yet more meaningful and vibrant? 
Join certified life coach Carla McClellan Tuesday afternoons for Vibrant Living. Each week, Coach Carla and her guests will share strategies and solutions designed to make your life more vibrant. Is there something in your life you'd like help with? A dream you'd like to achieve? A relationship you'd like to improve? Call into the show toll-free for Coaching with Carla. That's Vibrant Living, Life Coaching with Carla, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Central on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. What if we're all meant to do what we secretly dream? Are you ready to experience the rich interconnection of spirituality, orientation, and identity? If so, plan to attend Liberating Your Divine Identity, a retreat at Unity Village during Pride Month, June 9th to the 12th. This soul-filled retreat is facilitated by LGBTQIA Unity ministers with workshops and ceremonies to cultivate a deeper awareness of our spiritual nature. Register at unityvillage.org forward slash IMDivine2022. 